audio is rolling. Hello and what is going on you beautiful cycling fans. I feel an absolute disheveled, overworked, excess screen time mess when I'm coming to you today. Excuse the one day delay on the podcast. I know we said we we're going to be regular as clockwork on a Monday but this eight week challenge, it feels like it's been an eight week challenge for me preparing the eight week challenge been pulling back to back to back to back 16 17 hour days and getting this ready so yesterday i was hoping to have the eight week challenge ready to launch for the podcast but not only did i have the eight week challenge not ready i didn't have time to record the podcast because i was just getting out last glitches and last uh, and last bits of content to it so it's pretty epic it's pretty epic you're gonna hear all about that in today's podcast, I'm also going to talk to you about an obscure creative writing course I took out in Mayo and what's that, what, what that has to do with cycling. Uh, I'm going to talk to you about a training ride I had at the weekend, which was class. A little bit of Irish Corner news with Ben Healy. Ben Healy in the news, obviously win the stage of Tour 11 here. Bennett and Dunbar also in the news. Some World Tour news with Tom Dumoulin on the move. Uh, we're going to talk about the future of the podcast and something I like to call the escape arrival framework and how you can use this in cycling, but how you can also use it for yourself in your day-to-day planning. So without further ado, cycling fans, we're going to jump straight in. I hope everybody enjoyed their weekend and is ready to take on a new week. I bit my tongue eating my lunch, so if I sound slightly like jonathan ross as long as i don't have to say for a roche during his podcast i think i should be fine but yeah it's nasty little one. nasty nasty little one. uh show sponsor as always we do not have a show sponsor uh a1 coaching is our show sponsor so i'm keeping this slot free until we get a show sponsor uh a1 coaching you guys know us by now we are the premier coaching company in Europe. We've a bunch of amazing coaches, everyone from ex-World Tour riders to some top domestic riders. Most have academic backgrounds, but when you bring the whole collective together, and that's what you get in A1 coaching as opposed to going other places with hobby coaches, when you bring the collective together, you get something very powerful. And that is the thousands of clients who've come out through A1 coaching. Over the last, what are we, seven years, thousands and thousands of clients have come through and every year we're just knocking it out of the park for clients we're 92 percent this year on our coach agreed uh goals so coach approved goals at the start of the year if somebody says they want to win a stage of the tour de france and they're 95 kilos and an a4 we don't list that as a coach approved goals so or 94 percent on our coach approved goals that's pretty epic you gotta say 
we could potentially have a podcast sponsor really soon and I won't be shilling you anyone coaching no longer or maybe I will do a full Joe Rogan and take seven minutes of my 30 minute podcast and shill sp- show sponsors or maybe is his seven minutes proportionate to the length of his podcast so it's seven minutes on a three hour podcast is appropriate for shilling sponsors so for me then I would have to only do two and a half minutes but who knows uh, yeah I've had a few people sniffing around the show sponsor slot and I just haven't had time to get back to them because the eight-week challenge has occupied absolutely everything and every ounce of my being has been bled into that. So I will be getting back to those people in due course. Uh, some of the show sponsor stuff looks exciting, some of it does not look so exciting, and they will be getting the red card looking for you know, cool show sponsors that I don't want to be shilling something I don't believe in. If A1 Coaching was shit, I wouldn't be coming up here going, hey, check out A1 Coaching. Uh, so we won't be taking any show sponsors that I don't believe in, don't use, don't endorse, don't trust. So there you go. Guys, I was out last week, week before, out west at a creative writing course of all things. You know, I fancy myself as a bit of a literary, literary great might be a bit heavy, but there you go. I have notions above my station. Uh, a notion in plural is the worst thing you can have when you're down the country notions and as we know we've exotic listeners in far off rungs like mongolia but as one of the lads commented on youtube hey man i'm listening in bell mullet so we also have quite humble roots uh maybe bell mullet's exotic if you're out in azerbaijan who knows who knows so went to this creative writing course and it was really cool you had to you had 10 minutes as soon as you went in and you had to come up with a story and the story was explaining something to somebody for the first time and i've got to bring this around as to why it's relevant to cycling in a minute so you had to explain something to somebody for the first time and that was a short story you had to write so as you can imagine i completely panicked but then i pulled the story out of the bag where i was explaining to my dad how to buy bitcoin for the first time and magic internet money and i was pure chuffed to myself and then i thought the class was winding up and she's like uh I thought the class was winding up my part of it. So she said, can you, can everybody read the f- sort of 500 word piece that they prepared from last week's class, like their homework essentially. So the lads went around and the lasses went around and they read their piece. Incidentally, this uh, bookshop, uh, creative work- workshop I went to was in a town called Louisbourg in Mayo. And it's a friend owns the bookshop and it's an amazing project because it's a community-run bookshop. His idea is that some things just should exist regardless of the business practicality, regardless of the profit of them. And this is set up as a social enterprise, but it spread some life into the town. But that's, a, that's another discussion for another day. Uh, so it got around to me anyway. Obviously, I wasn't at the class the week before, so I had nothing prepared. So I thought I was off the hook. And she's like, no, you have a cycling coaching company, you said at the start can you read us one of your blogs and i thought oh my lord so i had to pull something out of the hat and i thought what blog did i enjoy what blog did i enjoy writing that i haven't thought about in a long time and then i thought of this one and i'm going to read you guys a little bit of this because it's a blog that it's not really a blog it's more of a short prose it's about 500 words and the context for it i'm out in the u.s uh, riding for professional team Stellis and I'm having a pretty torrid time of it and I'm not in a great headspace so here we go in my best reading voice I'll try and put on a sexy reading voice for you all no that was kind of creepy I've had a couple of injury hit seasons they've taken a physical and a mental toll 
and prompted friends to ask, why do I still ride? During my extended convalescence after my latest, cra- latest crash, I started asking myself the same question. I think I may have lost sight of why I love cycling. Apart from the broken bones, the constant travel the last few years and the racing abroad, the living out of a suitcase, the missed birthdays and the broken promises, my passion for a sport I once loved has become dulled. During my convalescence, I took some time to reflect on my lifelong, dynamic and complex relationship with the bike. I remember why I used to love cycling. I remembered my first bike and the sense of freedom it instilled. It was an escape. It brought me to places that were too far to walk and not accessible by bus. I loved that bike for its utilitarian beauty, function over style. It was a vehicle. A vehicle that enabled me to build lifelong friendships and summer-long romances. In retrospect, what I loved about the bike was what it represented, freedom and opportunity. Casting my mind back to my college days, the bike transformed my commuting experience. Traffic jams, bus fares and frustration were replaced with a sense of calmness. The bike was my reprieve, a brief window between study, work and college debauchery through which I could abscond for an hour at a time. The bike saved me money and it instilled great mental clarity. It was liberation from the mundane. Riding past the gym, I would get a smug, elitist feeling as I watched cars slalom through rush hour traffic to join a queue for a parking spot to go and work out. I wasn't working out, and yet I was getting all the associated health benefits. There was nothing laborious about my task. My cycling passion evolved and the bike morphed, transformed from a vehicle to a tool. Our burgeoning career as a professional cyclist loomed. I applied myself studiously to my new task, becoming a student of the sport. I learned the history, Copy, Merckx, Kelly, Bartolet. The more I learned, the more absorbed I became. I began to appreciate cycling as a truly beautiful sport with a rich, textured and colourful past. I absorbed information and surrounded myself with riders, with good riders, but the thirst for knowledge also took me to new pastures, learning the science of the parameter in human physiology and marrying these concepts with centuries of tradition brought a new dimension to my understanding of the sport. As I sit on a bus surrounded by strangers, six hours into a 12-hour journey from Toronto suburbs to Chicago for a series of criteriums, I realise the love I once had for the bike is all but gone. The fun isn't there anymore. This is a job. Cycling has lost its magic for me. I cast my mind back to those cars queuing to go work out, and I now identify with them. I feel a sense of obligation, of routine, of chore. All these are the antithesis of why I fell in love with the sport. How had my dream gone so badly awry? I'm sure when I'm grey and old, with time clouding my recollection, I'll look back fondly on these moments. A time when I travel the world and race my bike against some of the world's best. Right now, I can't see past the drudgery that is the reality for an aspiring bike racer. Travel, race, eat, sleep, and then travel some more. The love has gotten lost in a cloud of wattages, intervals, and routine. I'm counting down the days till this season is over. The crash and the subsequent downtime has afforded me a period of introspection. I was thinking about walking away from cycling, of getting a real job. I thought long and hard. I resolved not to rush into a decision while injured. I wasn't ruling out a comeback, but in my heart of hearts I thought I was done. Chapter closed. Move on. Getting back in the saddle for the first time during my recovery, I wasn't expecting any great comeback story. It was a way to give closure, to be able to say I didn't quit because of an injury. I rode for hour after hour, day after day, no power meter, no performance targets, no upcoming races. I rode just to ride for its intrinsic value. I remember the good times, the friendships, the laughs, the stories, my fun times at UCD and the races we won. I began to feel one at the bike again, a feeling I hadn't experienced in years. 
the temperature dropped just enough to contrast my white breath against the black tarmacadam of Hote Hill. I noticed my heartbeat was in sync with my pedal stroke as I climbed. Glancing up from the handlebars, I gazed out across Dublin Bay and watched the sunset behind the Wicklow Mountains, my favourite view in the world. With every pedal stroke, I began to remember why I loved cycling. I am not sure what the next chapter in this dynamic relationship will hold. However, I think I may be falling in love with the bike all over again. Not a dry eye in the house after that, I'm sure. I actually wasn't planning on reading that whole thing for you, because sure that must have been I must have been three minutes there reading that. Uh, but I just got a bit caught up in it, uh, and that's what happened to me at the the creative writing course. I just got a bit caught up on it, and I I felt I felt like I was back on that bus again. I could feel the frustration, but it got me thinking. It got me thinking. Why do we all ride? Like, what is the reason you ride? And I had a lovely ride uh, at the weekend. I was out with one of my old training partners, a teammate of mine, still a training partner. Uh, but we just don't get to train that much uh, anymore. It's anyone Irish listeners will know it. Uh, Sean McKenna, he's you know decorated on the Irish scene. Uh, you know we used to train together every day, and we have you know life gets in the way. He's busy, girlfriend, job now. He's retired from being a pro. Uh, I'm busy. I can't ride the bike every day either. Uh, and yeah we just don't get to ride anymore like we try and make a bit of time to ride together but it's not always possible but yeah when we get out we're coming up over the Wicklow Mountains and it was pissing rain and Sean was just looking at me going you know what we don't have to do this shit anymore but 10-15 minutes into the rain getting soaked sure we were just laughing and joking and you completely forget about the weather and you get caught in the stories you get caught in the laughs and you know it got me thinking back to this blog and that kind of question that I posed and like why do we all ride and definitely for me it's the journey it's the crack along the way it's not the we talked last week about uh Shakmar Rawa um, the Indian philosopher and lecturer and his theory on goal setting where he thinks you should set your outcome goal but then forget about the outcome goal that just sets the direction and really what you should be worried about is the process because at the end of the day the goal it's just a mirage and all you really have is the journey and for me that's what it is and that's what it always has been it's the journey you know it's winning bike races and these accolades that come with that are amazing but being surrounded with a training group with a group of buddies that you enjoy training with that's very powerful to me and yeah that was just a nice throwback article so i thought i'd share that with you guys and pose that question for you why do you ride the bike what are you looking for are you entirely process driven are you outcome driven are you performance driven what is it so there we, we do take some deep twists in this wonderful podcast of ours uh, i can't believe how well the podcast has caught on uh, it's who knew people wanted to listen to me waffling and rambling i thought i was doing the missus head in uh, enough and you know i was doing well to have one person listening to me but yeah it's pretty cool watching them downloads tick in each week and watching the demographics of the different places you guys are listening from i don't know what the future of this podcast holds uh i've been putting the videos up on uh youtube and i've been putting the videos up on facebook as well i'm not sure if i'll stop doing that at some point and just confine it to the podcast platform i think there's something special about the podcast platform where you can stick the headphones in and go mountain walk and i like the i like the passiveness of it you can bring it in but 
yeah i, I don't know uh, i don't know what the 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 future of it all people have asked about guests and i had a couple of guests lined up for uh last week and then you know what i just had so much like i don't want the podcast really to ex- start extending into these mammoths i want to be quite respectful of your time and i don't want them to extend into these mammoth long episodes but then again a podcast it's going to be as long as it needs to be and maybe i shouldn't shirk away from the guests that having guests on will add to it so we might start going down that direction where we do a deep dive on say we take a topic you know we talk about sleep or we talk about cold immersion or heat you know photobiomodulation or some of this cool shit we're going to get into and as the weeks go because i've mentioned a few times that we've this beta group going the biohack cyclist group and uh, i've been a bit quiet in the biohack cyclist this week and i missed this week's installment for them because of the eight week challenge uh has been getting built but uh yeah each week the guys are diving deeper into stuff like controlling blood sugars grounding the idea of positive and negative ions charging us how to optimize sleep with strategies around you know blocking blue light strategies around co- controlling core body temperature localized cold therapy uh, cold immersion cold thermogenesis photobiomodulation grounding structured water all this stuff it's the new it's where sport is going you know i can see it in uh in top professional sports you know in nfl nba and then coming into the premiership and stuff it's where sport's going it's a 360 view of coaching rather than just you know Her, here's training peaks i bang up a load of sessions for you and do them and this worked for me and you know we've we're smarter than that and we're smarter than that now and even uh even thinking about like diet and you know there's no real one answer to diet it's not keto it's not paleo it's not vegan it's genetic testing and we need to be looking at genetic testing and seeing what we're genetically predisposed to there are certain dietary principles which hold true regardless of what dietary philosophy you subscribe to and then obviously there's moral considerations if you're into animal welfare and stuff you have different considerations but yeah i think we're getting smarter and it's advancing more so you know coaching needs to evolve and move with it and it's a big reason i stepped back into the coaching ring into the proverbial ring and took the gloves back on laced them back up was because i just felt coaching dead it was stifled it wasn't innovating at all so uh back to shake it up again um just give me one more platinum plaque then fuck rap you can have it back tell me who said that uh irish corner let's jump in actually do you know what before we go into irish corner i'll talk to you a little bit about this eight week challenge because you're probably sick of me rabbiting on about it and i'm sick of building it if i'm completely true oh it was epic it was epic uh last night up till 2 a.m up again 7 a.m this morning anyone video you can see maybe look a bit tired up at 7 a.m stuck another whatever it's i'm recording this now and it's half 7 p.m uh stuck another 12 hour day in it's finally ready it's finally ready to go uh the eight week challenge is amazing i picked eight weeks because eight weeks i feel from now till the end of the season if you don't get started for a couple of weeks even you've still got eight weeks of runway before the clocks change before the weather starts getting shit uh i actually think even if someone comes to this in the middle of winter or the middle of summer it's eight weeks is such a beautiful time period because i know you can roll your sleeves up for eight weeks you can get the head down stay dedicated for eight weeks if you start saying 16 it starts going oh i need to plan holidays around this i need to talk to my missus i need to get you know it starts getting too unmanageable but eight weeks is a period where i felt we could make huge tangible changes for people and also short enough that they could roll up their sleeves and get stuck into this there's a bunch of different parts to this eight week challenge i'm not going to tell you them all now i'm going to pop a link down below 
and that's going to give you information on what's involved in this eight-week challenge and see if you are, have the stones enough to join me on this eight-week challenge one of the cool parts about this eight-week challenge some of the the, the mad crazy sh woohoo science shit that i brought from the my biohacks like this beta group i call it win the morning and the idea win the morning is it's eight weeks where i'm asking you to perform this little morning routine and the morning routine has three elements to it one element it's designed to melt away fat so all of us can stand to lose a couple of pounds another element it's designed to reset your circadian rhythm and another element it's designed to rebalance your electrolytes it's really cool win the morning is one part of what have we got one two i'm obviously going there's training plans in there i'm going to build a training plan for you guys i'm coming out of retirement for that just just like in the morning one it's like five or six different aspects of this. it's a busy video series with a bunch of downloads and it goes through in a cool course format it's a video i can't like stick it on screen like if only i had the joe rogan technology and budget uh it'd be cool to show you guys inside the members area i'll try and figure out how to get a video or something to do that one of the days uh, but yeah it's a cool little members navigation area you can navigate from course to course it's broken down with your different sections uh it's really cool i'm absolute born out from thinking about it some of you are going to be hard enough to do this some of you are going to be motivated enough some of you are going to care enough about your personal development and you're going to check this out for those for those action takers for those as we'd say when i used to watch that do you remember that poxy show about deadliest catch I used to watch that in this bunking off college and they called the hard lads and that the glosterman so for those glosterman click that link down below and you can pop in and check out what's involved in this eight week challenge irish corner irish corner was a concept we had in the all a1 show and i'm bringing it back uh ben healy he won a stage at tour lavenir ben healy for anyone listening uh we try and keep it relatively international we don't get stuck too much into the the local news uh got rid of our local news section uh but i like to keep the irish flavor and i think a lot of people that are listening are expats around the world still haven't found out who was in mongolia uh i'm sure it's an expat i'm sure it's some paddy out in mongolia smuggling arms uh and making a fortune for himself and living the life uh ben healy won a stage at tour 11 year he said uh, i knew i was feeling good at the start of the day so i gave it everything to get in the break after the first climb it worked really well until 20k to not go and the gap came down to a minute so i opened the pace and i dropped the swiss rider uh, from there three of us pushed on until the dane was pulling soft horns so the americans started looking at him that's when i jumped for 5k to go uh, i knew i needed to do that because i'm not the strongest finisher from then on i just dug as deep as i could and managed to hold him off to the line though he did come close yeah boy yeah chapeau ben we'll give you the road man of the week award uh, another man who's clearly a road man cork man living down in blarney eddie dunbar he is off to the Vuelta España, so we're still debating. We're still debating the old uh, daily podcast for the Vuelta. I think it might be something I do. I'm getting closer to it. This eight-week challenge nearly broke me. I'm a smashed man, but uh, yeah, I'm getting close to confirming that I'm going to do it. Uh, I think in the next, yeah, in the next probably by this time next week. I will have a decision on the Vuelta Daily Podcast because I know there's been a lot of call for the Vuelta Daily Podcast.
we have a double interest in the Vuelta this year on an Irish front two-pronged threat we've got Sam Bennett's been named in a quite a strong border Hansgrove team for the Vuelta so Sam fastest man on earth we're looking hopefully we're looking we're doing more than looking we're expecting a nation expects do you remember that uh was it 1990 World Cup I was only uh afterthought of a child I was barely functioning person a barely functioning human of the human race at that stage but I remember as George Hamilton's commentary uh in the penalty shootout against Romania a nation holds its breath that's what we're doing for Bennett for the Vuelta we're expecting big things uh I'm yeah he's joined again by Shane Archibald they haven't been back together for a grand tour since I think 2016 Tour de France so there you go bit of knowledge there bit of knowledge there Bennett smashed himself on the opening stage that year uh, also we have Tom Dumoulin and Tom Dumoulin is confirmed for Sunweb so Sunweb is getting quite a crowded roster now so uh, hopefully the guys can gel and stick it up to Team Ineos uh, I want to finish out today's podcast and talk to you guys about something called the Escape Arrival Framework this is pretty powerful so how cool is this mic film anyone that's watching on youtube or facebook podcasters won't appreciate it but you know as we said soon the podcast will reign supreme and all the facebook and youtube guys will be killed off but till then um, you get to enjoy a little more of the visual aids of me swinging the mic boom around uh escape arrival framework so the idea with escape and escape arrival framework is what's the reality it's it's kind of a goal setting tool uh but it's 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 how do i use a a non-hippie like inclusive or it's i don't like to use holistic it's more of a 360 goal setting tool so you start off with your reality that you want to escape from on one end of a continuum and on the far end of the continuum you plot your vision that you have for the future so what you're trying to escape from what you're trying to arrive to so your non-desirable reality at the moment and your dream or envisaged future are on a continuum from one end to the other and then you plot what has to happen along the way for you to go from your reality to your vision so you can use this for you know getting upgraded from cat tree so you're a cat tree rider at the moment and you want to arrive to being a cat one rider so what has to happen and then we start planning kpis key performance indicators along the way little steps so what has to happen you have to drop five kilograms you have to put 50 watts onto your sprint and you have to uh, learn how to ride in the bunch okay so there are three things and then we break down those three things so we take you have to put 50 watts onto your sprint and now we do the exact same again we go and escape arrival framework on 50 watts in your sprint and we break it down into what are our kpis okay well to do that you need to get a coach to do that you need to protect six hours a week training time to do that you need to comply with the training sessions that you're set so now we have a tangible ladder almost to get us the kpi we need to, to hit us those kpis like little dominoes to knock out our 50 watts thing then we talk about okay we need to lose a bit of weight okay how do we do that we need to lose five kilos we'll say from our escape to our arrival 
and we plot the, the steps in losing that five kilos so we need to stop eating after eight o'clock we need to three days a week add in intermittent fast and we need to stop drinking on the weekend so there are the three kpis we need to hit our weight target and you see once you once you hit these sort of uh, the mini hurdles the bigger one starts falling for you so it's very easy to do in cycling and it's brilliant it's a brilliant tool so you want to really ask yourself you know what does your ideal situation look like write down a bunch of details about that and then start thinking why do you want this outcome why are you looking to achieve that ideal situation and then we can break it back and we think about what strategies are we going to use to achieve that outcome but where this gets really cool and what you know it's the focus and i think why a lot of you guys listen to this podcast it's we're trying to balance most of us are balanced cycling with something very few of us are full-time athletes and even the full-time athletes out there i i know a, a lot of cyclists don't get credit for having other interests outside of whether they're taking photography courses whether they're trying to run their own uh, business on the side whether they're a youtube vlogger whether they're building trying to build social profiles on instagram they have other interests so it's cycling's definitely getting balanced with other stuff but what i think is really powerful about this is it's a tool for your own life for self-reflection so you think about what does my ideal life look like and for me you can kind of break it down into what are the different aspects that make up you as a person so you've got because we've all have these different hats we wear we're not the same person to anyone you've got your interaction with your family you've got if you're listening to this probably your sport you've got your relationship with your girlfriend you've got for me i like to have a progress or a productivity or a personal development section then you have a spirituality one spirituality i mean different things to different people uh, it could be just meditation for one person it could be devout catholic or mormon for another then you have your work and then you have your finance so i think those areas what's that one two three four five six seven areas pretty much encapsulate maybe you want to add one or two more but they pretty much encapsulate the entirety of who we are so then you take you know you you take your take your personal finances so finance as distinct from work so you're going to say okay what's my current reality so maybe that's what's your total investments at the moment your total savings at the moment and what does it look like at the end and so what what's the ideal that you're trying to get to at the end so we're going through again the three steps why do you want to get to that ideal what what does it look like why do you want that outcome and then the strategy to achieve it and we're breaking it down the kpi steps to get there so your goal could be i don't know everyone loads of people want to be a millionaire it's not my not my bucket but a lot of people want to have a million euro say and they currently have a thousand so to get from a thousand to a million what has to happen so you need to start plotting the steps so you need to make an extra 20k a year step one you need to invest it at eight percent step two you need to buy a property that's going to bring you a, a passive income step three so there are three steps now we break down our different steps so you want to get your property get passive income so now how do you go from your escape reality framework is i don't have a property at the moment to i want to get to having a property so how do you get how do you make that happen so then you add in the three steps there and i'm not going to go through the three steps because i don't know what the fuck they are because i don't have a secondary property but some of you guys might do and you might know that but when you start adding this little framework in for every area of your life and you're adding it in for family you'd be amazed the effect it'll have on your relationship like your relationship with your family like you're not spending enough time with parents are you 
you know, are you not as present as you should be because you're mucking around on your phone or you're distractible? You know, do it with sport, do it with your own self-improvement, do it with your spirituality, with your work, with your finance. It's a powerful, powerful tool. Call it the escape arrival framework. I don't know if I invented it or I just read it somewhere. Either or. You can give me credit for it. Uh, it's brilliant. It's powerful. I know we've been touching goal setting a lot uh, at the moment. But I think it's a really cool topic and it's really interesting. Guys, that's about a wrap for me. That's about it. Uh, I'm enjoying the feedback I'm getting. Getting some emails. Uh, hitting, Keep hitting us up on social. Hashtag A1 show. Hashtag A1 podcast. Uh, again, I'll ask you the best way, guys, for us to grow word of mouth and to keep this podcast happening. You know, with going full gas on A1 again. I'm super busy and there's a thousand different directions you could be going in with this so if the podcast is something you're enjoying like the download stats will tell me that it's something you guys are enjoying if it's worth doing i'll keep doing it uh so please if you're enjoying it share it with friends you know put it in your instagram story share facebook posts when i'm sharing it do all that good stuff and yeah we'll start growing it i'm personally enjoying it a lot and hopefully you guys are too so, guys, this has been the episode where I unveil, unveiled the eight-week challenge. So, I hope you're bold enough and you have big enough kahunas to join me on this eight-week challenge. The link, it's in the show notes down below and it's linked up across all our social at the moment. Thanks for listening and I will see you again on Friday.